Hello, 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 and welcome to week 12 of the Extra Point Podcast. I'm Matt Templemarsh, back with Ross Williams, and we had four winners last week. Ross, give me your two that you had. Welcome, hello. Uh, yeah, another another good week, another profitable week. Bengals, for me, uh, was my uh, really nice one at evens last week. Two points on that, minus four against the Steelers. Maybe sweat a little bit on that one, but they just jumped out to the lead in the fourth quarter, so it was... More than absolutely Joe Burrow get over the line. And then uh, 11 to 4 winner last week for myself. I only had one point in it, but even so, that's probably one of my biggest winners of the season, to be fair. I'm a little bit more conservative than you are. I don't know in, in terms of making you sweat, surely that Raiders one was getting you a lot more. <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean, it was a weird one because obviously it's the first time I'd done it this year in the sense that I doubled up the handicap and the spread. It's something I had a little bit of success with um, last season uh, before we started doing the podcast. Spoiler, I might be doing it again this episode, but we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, under 42 and a half points was an absolute gimme in this game. We talked about it last week. It was absolutely given that between the Raiders and the Broncos. But yeah, the Raiders getting the win uh, with a half a point in the bag was a little bit was a little bit touch and go. But <laughs> I called ending. out I called out Devante Adams was going to be the difference ultimately in that game as the game as the game changer. And who popped up at the end to score a touchdown? Of course, it was Devonte Adams. And uh, yeah, a nice winner at eleven to four. As for yourself, as you say, a couple of winners yourself. We were split this week. Yes, I had Paris Campbell. I went big on Paris. I had five points for his receiving line, which, yes, he managed to do. He did make me sweat for that. I was yes. getting nervous, but he had a huge grab. But to be honest, I wish he went in because he caught it at about the two-yard, three-yard line, so close to bagging a five-to-one tip for me. But we'll take it. And then Justin Fields, as he always does, bags a touchdown. He might be injured now, dis- dislocated shoulder, but got the score for me. So that'll do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Fields is just, yeah, when, well, when he's healthy, and we'll discuss that going forward, um, a little bit more touch and go. But yeah, unfortunately for you, the Colts found themselves in the lead against the Eagles and then just panicked because they didn't expect to have that lead, I think. And yeah. then, uh, that maybe scuppered Paris Campbell a little bit, but still got his overs. Uh, Five-point win for you, uh, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, a really strong week again, week 11. So let's talk about week 12. Right, let's kick this week off. You are talking Commanders against Falcons. I'm talking about it because, whisper it, I think the Washington Commanders are the hottest team in the NFL right now. Did the not think team. they are. They have to be. I think they've won four of their last five. They've covered five of their last six. The Taylor Heineke Washington Commanders are absolutely flying at the moment. Um, and they have a nice matchup this week against the Atlanta Falcons. They find themselves four and a half point favorites. Very few people probably assumed. I mean, yeah, in this world that Carson Wentz would not be playing at this stage of the season, and the Commanders will find themselves four and a half point favourites because anyone uh, would have been pretty wild at the start of the season, but that's where they're at. Uh, They've been playing very well. Heineke himself has been playing very, very, very well to the point where he's now been named starter no matter what. Uh, In Washington, Ron Rivera's kind of hitched the wagon to Heineke, and I think across the league, everyone, neutral fans, are just pretty happy for him, frankly. I think he deserves it. He's got got some dog in him. As they say, he's he's a real dog. He's uh, Taylor Heineke. He's playing extremely, extremely well. As I say, they play the Falcons this week, four and a half point favourites. Uh, I think they cover it. Uh, I think they cover that. I think I think they could beat this team by a touchdown. I'm pretty certain of that. My main reason being Taylor Heineke and one other man who you're going to talk about in a second. My main justification being the Falcons secondary. Not great. Fourth most pass yardage uh, in the league conceded the Atlanta Falcons. They are not great against the pass. 
And the other angle I've got in terms of the win is just difference makers in this game. There is a chance the Washington Commanders get Chase Young back for this game. That is absolutely huge. We know how dominant Chase Young can be. I don't think their win um, completely relies on that. If he's not back, do not be scared if he doesn't play. But if he does, that's absolutely huge. As for the Falcons, they've lost Kyle Pitts. It's a meme about his touchdown scoring, I'm aware, but he's had a couple. He's still a big, big component of that offense. He's done now. It's Cordero Patterson or bust, really. The amount, that, of, that the amount of air yards, fair enough, his stats probably didn't look Kyle Pitts, but the amount of air yards that he racked up just in terms of the quarterback yeah. actually throwing the ball. If he, he didn't have to catch it to stack up as an air yard, but he was. I wouldn't be shocked if he led the team in air yards. He was putting up some ridiculous numbers in that. So, oh, yeah, so, that is a huge loss for them. Yeah, huge, huge loss. Huge part of their offense, huge part of their game plan. They're going to have to revert to something a lot more simple, I'd imagine. Like I say, really rely on Patterson, who is in great form. Had that kit return last week, of course. But you're not going to win many games against really hot teams just with one guy, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I like the commanders to win. Minus four and a half. And, um, yeah, I've got a lot of love for a certain player in this game as well. I really think it's going to feast. And you agree, don't you? Yes, it's all about scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. Since Heineke took over in week seven, he's finally being properly utilised. His receiving yards per game from Carson Wentz to Taylor Heineke have gone from 61 yards per game now to 92 yards per game. And even in that stretch with Taylor Heineke, he's faced three of the top 10 defences to wide receivers. So in that, in that span, he's just looking amazing again. He commands a 32% target share. And as I touched on air yards, he has a 52% target share. That's third in the league at the moment. He is clearly Heineke's top target. And the Falcons are just probably the softest matchup he's going to have all year long. They've allowed more yards to the wide receivers than any other team in the NFL. That is 2,075 through 11 games is, yeah, dismal. McLaurin's holding big catches of 41 yards and 42 yards in his last four games. He's clearly got that big playability. I'm tipping him to have over 75 receiving yards at 17 to 10. All he needs is one of those big catches and then just business as usual for him. And he's going to be trusted to move the chains for the commander. So I really like this. And to be honest, I think we should double this up, Ross. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think it kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? I think ultimately if Terry McLaurin gets those 70 yards, 75 yards... I can't see the commanders not winning. I can't see the commanders not covering. So exactly. um, hopefully they get young and sweaty back <laughs> yeah, that's for it. a defense. And Taylor <laughs> Heineke can buy maybe a, a pair of bread Jordans as his <laughs> winning streak goes. I do like that. I do like the Jordans thing. As much as I'm annoyed, he's got a Colts pair in his locker now. I do like the. Uh, <laughs> the Jordan tradition Taylor Heineke's got going on. Big Taylor Heineke exactly. like him. Yeah, yeah. He's a good character. I feel like the UK fans love an underdog, and he is very much the XFL path underdog story. It is Absolutely. amazing. Right. We talked about pairing the handicap and the points total. What have you got for me? Yes, I took some, had some successes for me to say last week. Going back to the well this week, I'm uh, looking at Bengals-Titans. Uh, for this one uh, you can grab with Skybet now at five to two uh, which I think is really really nice and I would suggest grabbing it earlier rather than later based on one particular player's involvement in this game which we'll touch on in a second you can get Bengals minus two and a half to beat the Titans add over 43 and a half total match points both those lines are very very nice uh, I think especially when you've got a five to two price point um, in terms of the overs first and foremost 
it's very Bengal centric this pick I, I won't lie but they've hit or leveled the over they did uh, kind of rattled the crossbar on 45 a couple of weeks ago but they've essentially hit the over in the last five games they've been scoring an awful lot of points particularly in the last three 32 points 42 points 37 points uh, in the last three out in Cincinnati Bengals Joe Burrow's cooking it's why I put him in last week look out for these Bengals I said it last week they are one of my there's only a couple now, only a handful now of kind of dark horses left going down this stretch. Um, they've got a tough run. They've got a tough schedule, but they'll look at the Titans despite their record and they'll look at this game and go, it's a tough game, but it's not as tough as perhaps the Chiefs coming down the stretch and a few of these other teams. This will be one they'll have circled, I imagine. The Tennessee Titans were the worst one. The main reasons for that, this passing D is not good. This passing defense is not good on the Tennessee Titans at all. Um 288 receiving yards per game they're giving up. That is, I mean, talk about Thanksgiving. That is Joe Burrow. He's <laughs> all about that. It's all about nearly 300 yards a game. Um, and he'll probably top that. And I think he'll probably top that in this game. Jamar Chase, which is the reason why I said maybe grab this one early, could be back this week. They reckon he is. They reckon he is trending that way. If Jamar Chase is back, I mean, I'll be honest. He's one of those players, Justin Jefferson's another one. He probably adds, he probably adds a touchdown. He probably adds a touchdown straight yeah, away. He's yeah. that good. He's that good. And the thing with it is T. Higgins came back, uh, was in last week without Jamar Chase the last two weeks. Looked almost just as good. T. Higgins has been exceptional. And then you've got Tyler Boyd as the, the third string as well, who's another very, very good receiver who'd be at least a wide receiver two on most teams. It's a very good offense. It's a very, very good offense. Joe Mixon was banged up a little bit last week. Makes him a little bit more likely to throw, if anything. That piles on the points. The Bengals to win by a field goal over the Titans at over 43 and a half. I absolutely love this one. And I think the Bengals are going to go on a run. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I, I think they're good value for, to be honest, the Super Bowl. In the AFC, yep. it's very open. The Chiefs obviously look like the favourite, but Bengals are looking so good right now, and especially with the run game. I hope Mixon's all right, but with Samaj P. Ryan, he's got a hat trick last week. He did. So. Not even too much to worry about there. Yeah, I love this. I think you got a really good shot with this one. Yeah, we talked about Heineke as a quarterback. We like, I think Joe Burrow is the coolest character. I, felt that. <laughs> yes. I really do. He's absolutely superb. And he's not going to be faced by anything down this stretch. And yeah, I mean, look for these guys in January. Uh, that's all I'll say. But for the, for the time being, to get five to five for two, this double, I, I absolutely love it. Um, you're looking at the Dolphins and the Texans game next. Yeah, week. yeah. I'm going Jeff Wilson. Jeff, obviously, I've got some Niners ties with him. He was not traded away from the Niners because of the lacking of talent or anything. It was because of the opportunity eluded itself. We have McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell came back off IR. He wound up with Miami and he has been amazing. He's had two games. He scored two already. His line's looking really strong. Last Sunday, he carried the ball 17 times for a huge, huge 119 yards. He had nine more carries than Raheem Mostert, and he even saw five targets. I mean, that's a 15% target share. The amount of volume that Wilson's getting in this offense, is when an offense is this electric, they're putting up 30 points per game, which they've done in their last three games. It makes everything about Jeff Wilson value, be that his rushing lines or touchdown prices, extreme value. I wish I could talk about his rushing lines. They are not out at the time of recording, which is infuriating, but... I think it'll be around 65, 70, and I would take the over on that. I'd pair that with a touchdown, to be honest, uh, purely because he is facing the Houston Texans. 
who are the worst run defense in the league. They have conceded over 1,800 yards to running backs this league and a huge 14 touchdowns. Wilson's going to be the lead back, and we can really expect a positive game script. Miami's going to run up the score. More points means more running because you want to bleed the clock, which means more rushing opportunities for Wilson. Wilson is going to be the lead back down the stretch. They're not going to be giving the ball to most uh, often with carries. It's going to basically be Wilson carrying the ball. So I'm but I'm tipping a anytime touchdown at five to six, and then a brace at four to one. I think is good value just because it is the Houston Texans. They've given up. Brace games to Eckler, Henry, loads of other running backs as well throughout the year. I think Jeff Wilson is really good value here. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I think maybe it's a little bit my AFC South bias coming out, but I think anytime you're backing against the Texans, you're generally in a good spot. I think, unfortunately, the Houston Texans are just the Houston Texans. They've got a little bit of stuff going on at the moment as well. Kyle Allen's going to be starting this week, yeah, I believe. Yeah. So it's going to be dysfunctional in Houston plenty of opportunity for Miami to wrap the score up here and uh, yeah as you say Jeff Wilson should be right amongst that um yeah I really like it really definitely like it. yeah let's let's talk about a touchdown for you with uh Rashad White yeah rare one for me uh, obviously I generally stick to teams uh when it comes to my picks but I am gonna look for a little bit of value in a player this week um mainly because it's a tough week uh, I, w- I won't lie this week 12 looking at the spreads this week it is a tough one and it's a tough one I think the bookmakers have found out a lot of these teams um so the value is it is tricky to find plus of course we're three games down because of Thanksgiving Thursday um but yeah I looked at this books game oh to the injury report crucially um Bucks coming off the bye they were expecting a couple of weeks ago Leonard Fournette will be okay for this game. That's not a given. That is not a given at all. He had a hip injury. Um, they, they imagine he'd be back for this game against the Browns. Quotes midweek after he missed the practice on Wednesday was essentially, if he's not 100%, don't expect to see him too much. Makes sense. They're winning the division. Bucks, I still expect. I, I mean, they are tied with the Falcons, but I expect the Bucks will win the NFC South down the stretch and secure yeah. that playoff berth. There's no point just using up playoff Lenny before the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, you keep him healthy, keep him healthy, especially in a game against the Browns, um, where you can have good success uh, on the ground as well. You don't necessarily need uh, your top-level talent in there. The Browns give up the second-most rushing touchdowns in the NFL to this point, which is why I like Rashad White, who is essentially the Bucks' second-string running back, but has been starting of late, had a 100-yard game last time out. Um, does have a touchdown on the year as well. Only had three carries against the Chiefs back in week three, uh, but scored a goal line touch from a, a yard out. So he's got a little bit of previous in the red zone as well. Um, yeah, it's just one of those injury pot bets. It just makes sense. So pick up the value is about 11 to 8. I'd like a little bit more. I'll be honest, I think that's a little bit tight. But even so, a plus money bet on someone who I think is probably going to be starting running back in this game against the team that has the second most rushing touchdowns on them in the NFL just makes an awful lot of sense. And I guess, based on what Matt said as well, if you want to look at the brace price, I've not looked at it myself, probably wouldn't be a bad little kind of flutter play as well. But 11 to 8 for Rashad White to score a touchdown, I really, really like. And the only other caveat for this, and again, not an official tip, but one to look out for. I just kind of spotted it as I was looking this morning. Uh, you can get 3 to 1 in this game for Rashad White, Fournette if he's playing, or Tom Brady to score the first rushing touchdown in this game which I think is an interesting one, because if he's down at the one, as I said, Rashad White has a touchdown at the one this season, but we know what TB12 is like, and he does like to sneak in from time to time, so do have a, maybe have a little look at that that. one. Um, But yeah, White score a touchdown at 11-8, I think that's value against the Browns. 
Yeah, even what you say about Leonard Fournette is his injury problems, but I even think his talent is lacking. And there were obviously so many off-season reports around him being overweight, and then he looked okay to start the year, but down the stretch, he's not been playing well. He's been averaging 3.4 yards per carry. He's been phased out, and Rashad White was officially starting the week before the bye. He... I hope this is a trend that we see going forward, that it will be Rashad White's offense. I think definitely for this this week is such a good opportunity for him. And yeah. you're not going to get this price again uh, above evens, basically, for a starting running back. So I really like this. Yep. Yep. I'm all about it. Rashad White, let's get on the let's get on the touchdown train. I'm uh, following Matt, <laughs> following Matt this week. And speaking of that, we have another anytime touchdown uh with a little, with a with a difference, with a difference, this one. Yeah. Uh, but another anytime touchdown flying around for a running back as well. Who would you like to elaborate? I'm going Tavius Murray anytime touchdown, and I'm pairing it roguely with Carolina Panthers under 19 and a half total points. I'll start off with Latavius Murray, and it's just the opportunity is massively opened up for him. I mean, he was already leading that backfield with um, Javante Williams went down, and then that backfield has been an absolute mess since. Melvin Gordon last week has been waived now. He's a free agent and he's Latavius Murray's team. It, they traded for Chase Edmonds. He was involved in the Bradley Chubb trade. He is now on IR, meaning that Latavius Murray is the only healthy back. They have Marlon Mack there as well. He hasn't seen the field this season and he himself has been plagued with injuries throughout his career. Murray is going to get the ball and... He's already looked pretty good for the Broncos so far. He has three touchdowns in his last four games. And I love the opportunity because he's facing a Panthers team who have allowed the fourth most yards in the NFL to running backs and 11 touchdowns through 11 games. I mean, more of averages works out pretty well there. So I think it's good value. We know the struggles of the Broncos offense in terms of moving the ball through the passing game specifically, Russell Wilson we could talk about this for hours he has not been his best and we don't know if we will get back to his best but Latavius Murray out of nowhere has actually looked competent and I think the value you're getting at this I think the price is I work in decimals so I'm going to sound stupid right now but it's 2.75 for an anytime touchdown which is huge for a starting running back against such a porous defense so I absolutely love that and then I'm pairing that with the Carolina Panthers under 19 and a half points it's Sam Darnold time in Carolina. I mean, the carousel of quarterbacks for that team, it's an absolute mess. None of them are good. None of them are going to do any better. And he's facing a Broncos team who are the best, somehow the best defense in the entire league. No point has given up fewer points than them. They've given up an average of just 17.1 points per game. And think about some of the teams they played this year. They have a lot more talent than the Carolina Panthers. There, There is not much going on. I mean, especially at the quarterback position. You look at last week, the Panthers just had a three-point performance against the Ravens. And yeah, fair enough, you might think the quarterback switch may add a bit of spark to the offense on paper, but it's just not that simple. Last year as star, Darnold finished the year off with a run of six games, where his offense didn't score more than 19 points. And he threw six picks in that six-game stretch as he went one and five. I think the Panthers are desperate for a high draft pick. And you can just expect another lackluster performance from a, a really stout Broncos defense. So if you pair both of these together, you get a seven to two, which... I think it's such a huge price for what is going to be a very low scoring, very boring, and hopefully very quick game that will, yeah, you don't have to watch too much of. No, yeah, I completely agree. And 
I, I guess some people will be kind of scared off by the Darnold factor, but you, as you say, you shouldn't be really. Darnold going into that situation, week 12, interim head coach, it's a rough spot. It's a rough spot, and they're just kind of throwing it to Darnold and just going, if you want to try and if you want to try and get a path for yourself in the NFL, here's a chance. Just just make something out of nothing. But you, you can't make things out of nothing in the NFL. It's not that simple. Um, and as you say, the Broncos defense, best in the NFL, pretty much. So um, it's going to be really, really tough for them to get anything going. And yeah, as you say, for Murray, law of averages, as you said, law of averages. Why not? And he's got previous as well. I'm pretty sure a couple of years ago, he had a season where he had about 11, 12 touchdowns on the year himself. He's, he's not he's not, um, not scared of the end zone. That's for sure. Latavius Murray knows where it is. So. Really, exactly. really like that myself. Um, final pick of the week. Final pick of the week for myself, and I'm going for an underdog. I'm. Uh, <laughs> they're a tough team to back. They are a tough team to back. They have yep. been throughout the year. Um, they are coming north from Mexico <laughs> as of Monday. I get that, but I think we can write that off a little bit. I, I, I think we can write off the Colt McCoy Cardinals. I'm having faith we can write off the Colt McCoy Cardinals a little bit on the basis that Kyler Murray is back this week. Um, if for whatever reason he's not back this week, disregard this tip. Please disregard this. Strike it for the record. That is crucial. Uh, we need that caveat. Um, Hollywood Brown also potentially back this week for the cards. I think the value is here. I think the value is here against the Chargers. They're plus three and a half, but I would just take the money line. I think you can get 29 to 20 at the moment. That may flex a little bit, but I think that's not a bad price. My main reasoning being, and there really is only kind of one reasoning, well, two. I mean, the other point is I, I just don't trust the Chargers. I, I do not trust the Chargers team at all. Despite them being one of my preseason picks, they've really, really disappointed me and, I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Staley isn't long for that job, especially with rumours circulating around, well, Sean Payton being involved, uh, being interested in both of these teams, <laughs> as it would happen. But um, yeah, if Sean Payton's in the running, I don't think Staley's going to be around for very, very long. Chargers have been disappointing. They cannot defend the rush. They cannot defend the run at all. Only the Texans and Lions gave up more rushing yards per game than the Chargers this year. That creates the perfect recipe for the Cardinals. They only have three wins with Kyler Murray at quarterback, uh, the Arizona Cardinals this year. Again, I'm discounting that Colt McCoy era, where, of course, they did beat the Rams, but the Rams are the Rams. The three wins with Kyler QB this year, Arizona rushed for 143 yards, 132 yards, 137 yards. The Chargers give up 148 yards per game. It's crucial to their game plan. If they can get the run going, they can get some offense going. They can get the points on the board. And the defense, although it really started poorly, Vance Joseph has really turned it around uh, of late. I mean, 49ers game aside, I mean, the 49ers, I can see the smirk just, just about to appear <laughs> through through the Zoom call. Um, they're on quite a run. I'm, I'm not not putting too much credence in anything. Uh, I'd go as far to say they're the hottest team in the NFL, but okay. you, you can stick okay. with the commanders. <laughs> I, I, can, I can understand that. I, I can understand that. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to downplay the Cardinals as a result of that loss, because as you say, they're, they're kind of hot, I guess. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I think this matchup works perfectly. I think this matchup works perfectly. The Cardinals defense is not as bad as it was. Chargers offense, just lacking something. It's lacking something for me, uh, particularly in the run game as well. They're not great at running the ball themselves. Eckler has had touchdowns on the gear, but very rarely they're rushing for over 100 yards to charges. They're not really getting that consistency together, which again is crucial to the Cardinals' wins. I think the matchup's, I think the matchup's perfect for them. I think the matchup is perfect for them. And 
plus three and a half. I, I completely understand why you'd take the spread in this game. Of course, just taking it about, uh, just over a field goal. But I think at 29 to 20, I think I'd just take the money line. It's as simple as that. I mean, you will have seen them, obviously, uh, closely. I haven't watched the Mexico game on Monday. What, what would be your take on this one? James Conner is very good. I'd, yes. I'd, I'd throw that in there, which adds to the Russian as well. Yeah, It's two teams that are very tough to back, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Which is why I'm taking the underdog, though. I think that's what you've got to do in these situations, yeah. isn't it? When you've yeah. got a tough one, you've just got to go with the value, I think. And like I say, it is a tough week. I will caveat all of these picks. It's a tough week as week 12. Yeah. I think DeAndre Hopkins is looking really good. There's a chance yeah. Hollywood Brown is coming yes. back from IR, I believe. And yes. I want to see... They they really struggle for some reason to get Rondell Moore and Greg Dortch on the field at the same time. I know they're both slot receivers, they both look really good. I don't know why they're both not on the field. Obviously, if Hollywood Brown can get on, that's a massive benefit anyway. But they have got the talent and the speed where they can move the chains. I think there is a good chance. But yeah, I think I would I would sway with you, I think, just because the charges are a little bit more disappointing, I think, than the than the Cardinals. Yeah, and I think very much at this stage, this is Cliff can Cliff. Kingsbury's job on the line uh, yeah. as well. This stretch now of kind of six weeks, if he wants a job in the NFL next year, he's got to get these wins because this is where it's, this is what scuppered him the last two years, isn't it? He's always started well uh, and then fallen down the stretch. This season has the potential to be the reverse if he can get it right and actually get him to peak at the right time. Um, getting Kyler back, it gets really rough if they lose this game. It gets really, yeah. really, really rough. And uh, week 13 is a whole different kettle of fish. If they can get the win, that's when the momentum starts to go uh, a little bit. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to ride the Cardinals and hope they can get this win at 29 to 20. And that's all we've got time for. Uh, thank you very much once again for listening to the Extra Point podcast. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. you we hope you've been getting on uh, some of these tips uh, yourself throughout this year. We're both in profit. We're both doing pretty well if we don't buy it don't say so ourselves and uh, you can also read about all these tips each week at sportinglife.com as well for that extra little bit of info about each of them um enjoy the football this week and we'll see you soon